Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, thank you for each one here today. Father, thank you for blessing our church. Father, so many have been working so hard with the living nativity, pushing through colds, getting things done, all for you and through you and for your glory. And we want you to be magnified even greater, Father. That I pray, Father, please, that you allow us to see the fruit that you are working through this because I know you are. And I just know also that your fruit, Father, comes in multiple ways. But I pray that you would reveal that in greater ways. I pray that your presence would just be overwhelming, not only tonight, but I pray for your presence to be overwhelming now. And not just now, but through the, the days ahead, that maybe we, all of us as, as your children might walk more in the awe and, the, and in the greatness and in the, the wonder and, the, and in the sense of joy of who you are and how great you are and how great your love is for us. And may we have that overflow of exaltation for you in our life. And I just pray your honor that. Now, Father, I pray your carry the message, preach the message, prepare our hearts, help our hearts to receive what you have for us in this. And may you just do your work in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So we're looking at the miracles of Christmas, this series of messages during this uh, Christmas month. Part two of miracles of Christmas is the miracle of the message. We need to experience the miracle of Christmas in our own hearts, in our lives. So as we look today at the miracle of the message, I want to start with a clip, okay, from, from Miracle on 34th Street. And that'll help illustrate some of the points I'm trying to make in this message. Well, how are you? Uh, she's deaf. You don't have to talk to her. She just wanted to see you. That's a good point. I mean, we're looking at a movie, actors, but we're also looking at, at a, uh, 
you know, a fact that she had the surprise of seeing Santa sign her. But the, the thing that's important here for our, that I want you to understand that ties into the message is how Kris Kringle is interacting with the little girl. And so obviously he was interacting using sign language, right? And she didn't expect that in real life as an actress. She, it took her by surprise, but in the movie, she didn't, you know, obviously didn't expect it either. And so um, that's important for us to understand that, that God will communicate with everybody on their level. God knows how to talk to your heart and to my heart. He knows how we think, what our concerns are, everything. So he knows how to speak in a way that reaches the heart. And so that's something we need to remember as we're witnessing for Christ. That we, we are attuned to the sensitivity of the Holy Spirit's leading on how to share the gospel. Uh, just real quickly in this message, you know, during the program last night, when it came time for me to share the gospel, I decided I was just going to approach it from different angles each time and not try to do it the same way each time and let God just lead me because, this has been my prayer, because God knows who the people are in the, out there that are listening. And there might be a way that is being presented to, that God could use that will click with an individual more. And so uh, using different approaches and sharing the gospel last night was my motivation, but my dependency is, is, was and is and still is on the Holy Spirit. Okay, Lord, you're leading me to go this right way or go this way, and I'm trusting that you are doing that because someone's ears are going to be more receptive to that in that manner. And the same is true, again, in our Christian walk. When God gives us opportunity to speak up for Jesus and to be that witness to other people, be aware of how God wants us to communicate that. And that sensitivity will open up doors and touch hearts. And so part of the plot of the daughter of Mrs. Walker uh, is that obviously that they don't believe in Christmas. That's the point of the, of the story there. Mother wants to tell the daughter absolute truth all the time, and that's okay. She's teaching her that, but imagination and, and creativity and all these things are foolishness. You need to be factual, and, and, uh, and that's all there was to it. And so Santa in the movie knows that that's going to be the challenge to help the little girl, to help, help her to believe that he's real, okay? But again, translating that to the Christian walk, knowing where people are from, how they think, what their challenges are, and being sensitive to the Spirit of God will help us to know how to be receptive to God's prompting to touch people's hearts for Him. In that, what was the Christmas miracle message? I don't know if you saw that. What was the Christmas miracle message? It was the way the little girl responded. She got the message. Right? He communicated with her. She received it well. And that was the Christmas message that was given to her. He was able to speak her language. This miracle, the message from God, we can look at that in Hebrews chapter 1, 1 and 2. Look at what God says here. God, who at various times and in various ways spoke 
in times past to the fathers by the prophets, has in these last days spoken to us by his Son, whom he has appointed heir of all things, through whom also he made the worlds. God's been speaking to mankind, his creation, through the ages, right? And he's done it through different prophets and different people and different ways, and they were in part. But now God the Father has sent his Son, the complete, perfect manifestation of himself in the flesh, of God in the flesh. And now God is speaking to the world through his Son. We see this in the birth of Christ. So God sent Jesus to communicate this message in a way that we can understand. And it is a key thing for us. We can slap scripture out and throw it out in front of people and say, there, I did my job. But if we're not sensitive to the Holy Spirit, not sensitive to the receptivity or how it's being delivered, then we're not being a very good vessel of the word of God. And we need to ask God to help us to use it rightly. The miracle of the message is that God wants, is that God speaks to us today. So we can know him and so that we can draw close to him. Aren't you glad? I'm glad. I'm, I'm assuming you're glad too that God speaks to our heart. As believers, we know when God speaks to us. We know his presence. We know his love for us. We know his moving in our life. He speaks to us in different ways to get our attention. But he does it so that we can know him and so that we can draw near to him, which reflects God's love. God wants us God desires to be um, as close to us as we will allow him to be. He wants to be close to us in every area of our lives and talk to him about everything. I've, I've learned that there are things in my life that on the negative side that you know, it's always easy to talk about the positive stuff in your life and let God in and thank you, Lord, for this and that and what have you. But then what about when you come to this? things that maybe you're ashamed of or you're embarrassed about or you're uh, very uncomfortable to talk about just within your own thinking and yet you include God in that conversation and you talk to God about whatever you need to talk to him about on that level. And the, and the wonderful thing I found out about that is that God loves it when we open up to him on that level and allow him to be close to us in those areas so that he can help us through those challenges. And so praise God, he wants to be close to us in the good as well as in the bad. Not saying that God wants to engage in bad, obviously he doesn't and doesn't. But, but he wants to be there to be a light to guide us through that darkness. And so allowing him in everywhere is part of being closer to him. God has been, has been speaking throughout history to reveal himself to us. He wants, he wants us to know him, to love him, and to worship him, right? So to know him, uh, well, that's easy. Receive Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior, right? To love him is realizing who Jesus is more and more in your life and appreciating him, loving him, and worshiping him is taking the effort to, in all that we do, to do it to God's glory and to lift Jesus up, that people can see Jesus in our life. God reveals himself through his creation, right? Through the sunrise and sunset. How about Easter sunrise? When we do the services and the sun is rising, that you just, it's again, it's a, it's a testament of the resurrection of Christ. So when we see the sunrise, we're thinking, or sunset, what are we thinking? We're thinking about Christ rose, right? He died and he rose. 
And, and it's a constant reminder of his love and his presence for us. He reveals himself self through the sunrise and the sunset, through the sun, the moon, the stars. God spoke to Moses in the burning bush. What a trip that must have been, because that was real. Uh, he spoke to the Israelites from the smoke and fire of the mountain. Terrifying, but he spoke. He spoke to Elijah in a still, small voice, to Isaiah in a vision in the temple. God spoke to Hosea through his family circumstances, and to Amos in a basket of summer fruit. He spoke to Jeremiah through a potter's clay, and to Joseph through dreams. God even spoke his message through a donkey. God has been speaking his message through visions and dreams, through angels, through the Urim and the Thummim, which are the stones in the high priest's uh, vest, breastplate, through symbols, through natural events, and many other means. So we see just in that little bit of an example that God desires so much to connect with people that here he will connect in a way that will make sense to the person he's trying to connect with. And it's up to the individual to want to respond and to, and to uh, appreciate what God is doing. So I praise God, and you should too, that, that God spoke to your heart and to my heart and prepared our heart to come to know him as our Savior. But he did it in different ways. And all of our stories are different. God has been speaking throughout history in a variety of places, through a variety of means, in order to make himself and his will known. He wants to make himself known, but he wants to make his will known. He wants you to know and me to know his will in our life as we live and follow him. Prior to coming to Christ, there had been 400 years of silence since the prophet Malachi last uttered his message from God. There had been no prophets until John the Baptist arrived. God's revelations in the Old Testament were fragmentary, occasional, and progressive because no single one of them contained the whole truth. They could not adequately capture the full picture of God's nature. God had been speaking, but people weren't getting the message. Well, we've been there before. <laughs> we've shared the gospel or the witness, and a lot of people aren't getting the message, aren't, aren't registering because they don't want to receive it. They didn't understand God's heart. They didn't understand, people don't understand the motive of God. Satan's convinced people that God wants to rob and steal and destroy, which is the exact opposite of what Jesus said. <laughs> it's, uh, talk about, uh, what's that called? Uh, when you, uh, when you uh, are casting your faults out on other, other people, right? And that's what Satan was, is doing. He's putting it on God. Say, God wants to rob and steal and destroy everything that's fun and exciting in your life. They don't want to go to God. God says, no, that's the reality. That's who Satan is. And I've come that you might have life and to have it abundantly. And so God wants people to enjoy. Uh, let me say enjoy. Let me rephrase that. God wants people to have the fullness of life and the joy of life through a relationship that's close with him. So God's revelation in the Old Testament, again, were fragmental, right? And occasional and progressive. 
because no single one of them contained the whole truth. Not, not any one of them could adequately capture the full picture of God's nature. Through all that time, through all that history, God had been speaking, but people weren't getting the message. And, and they didn't understand God's heart. They don't understand God's plan. Are we up against the same thing today? People don't understand God's heart. We, know, we don't understand the fullness of God's heart, but we know that God loves us. <laughs> and God has a plan and purpose, right? And yet people don't understand that. Too many claim to be speaking for God, but they only misrepresented him to others. There are churches, there are pastors, there are people, unfortunately, that misrepresent God. Misrepresent his word by teaching what the world wants to hear and not teaching what God's word says. But now at last, God sent his son to bring his message to us. The complete, perfect manifestation of God in the flesh. It's not fragmented anymore. God sent his son to reveal himself to people that they might have a close relationship with him. In the Lord Jesus Christ, God revealed himself directly to us. And it's true that God himself, through the word spoken by Jesus, through his message, but he did more than that. Than that. God revealed himself through his son. Jesus Christ is the living divine son of God. So, if you're looking at all the fragmentation, all the history, all the misunderstanding throughout the time and all the various ways that, that God has tried to reveal himself to humankind, the birth of Christ and the ministry of Jesus was revealing God himself perfectly in the flesh and in the presence of people. That's how much God loves us. God says, you know what? I'm going to step off my throne and I'm going to make myself seen and visible and communicate in, in the very presence of a lost world. It's like um, dumpster diving. <laughs> you get what I'm saying? No. The world is ugly. The world is evil. The world is dark. But, and, and it's, and, it, but, but, but God jumped right into it, sending his son out of love to reveal himself to us. That's what I meant by dumpster diving, dumping into a world of garbage because of sin is what I'm talking about. Not that people are garbage, but that sin is garbage and destructive and evil. And so he did more than just proclaim God's message. He is God's message. Okay? It's not just some, someone sending a message. He is the message. Wrap your mind around that just a little bit. Jesus came to reveal God, to make him known to us in ways that we can understand. The writer of Hebrews goes on to say of Jesus in Hebrews 1.3, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person, who being the brightness of his glory and the express image of his person. This is the express image image of the person of God seen in Jesus because he's God in the flesh and upholding all things by the word of his power when he had by himself purged our sins and sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high John's gospel describes Jesus as the word becoming flesh 
and living among us. If you want to know what God is like, look to Jesus. We, we detach ourselves from the Father because, it's, he's, um, because of his sovereignty in our mentality. He's unapproachable. But God's saying, look, I'm totally approachable, and I'm approachable through my son, who is me in the flesh. And that, that again, is a spiritual truth that's hard to wrap our mind around, but we accept it, don't we? We know it's true. And God, so whenever we want to think about God, if you want to generalize God, go directly to thinking about Jesus. That's God. And that's God in his glory in the flesh. That's what we just read. In John 14, 9, um, Jesus had spoke to Philip. Uh, let me back up. What did Jesus say to Philip when he asked Jesus to show them the Father? John 14, 9. Jesus said to him, I have been with you so long. Have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me, Philip? Now, now, stop right there for a minute. Philip says, Jesus, will you show us the Father? And Jesus responds with disappointment. He says, Philip, I'm right in front of you. I am the Father in front of you. Isn't that mind-boggling? And all of God's glory and all of his majesty, there he is, approachable, loving, humble, secure, right there. Have I been with you so long and yet you have not known me, Philip? He who has seen me has seen the Father. So how can you say, show us the Father? You're looking at him. Aren't we, don't we have a magnificent, wonderful, glorious God that, that we can shift from the glory of heaven and his majesty, which he is, to the, the humbleness of Jesus and know the gentleness of his love and spirit and that open arm heart of Jesus that says, you can come right to me anytime, any way. I'm right here for you. That our God has provided that for us. Praise God for that. What did Jesus declare in John 10.30? I and my Father are one. The miracle of the message is not just in the fact that God speaks to us today through his son, but that the message has the power to transform our lives. Remember in the play out there, I kept saying, but there's more. Well, he sent a savior, but there's more, there's more. Believe in him, but there's more. You can be saved through faith in Christ, but there's more. Yeah, the Holy Spirit's come into your life, but there's more. Yeah, he wants to be real close to you. In every way. Wow. And that closeness transforms our lives for Jesus. And people see Jesus in us and we praise God for that. That's a miracle. <laughs> it's a mir Is it not a miracle when, G when others recognize that Jesus lives in us? If, if someone recognizes you're a Christian without you saying it, is that not a miracle? <laughs> I mean, we can, you know, it's one thing to proclaim it on our own. It's another thing for others to say, you're a Christian. And that's the power of God that's working in our lives. 
Christmas is the celebration of the greatest message ever proclaimed. God is with us. Right, Emmanuel? God came near so that we could draw near to him. So it doesn't stop at, well, God sent his son, and we have the birth of Christ. It doesn't stop at the cross. It doesn't stop at the resurrection. It all continues in our relationship with Jesus. And because he loves us so much. 2 Timothy 2.6 says, Who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. And Jesus gave his life as a ransom for all. He, he loves everybody. I think if, if we're just be very careful to remember, before we jump into judgment mode of other people, and I know that all of us will find a time where we're all of a sudden having a judgmental assessment of somebody, whether we're intentionally doing it or not, okay, giving a little latitude. But just remember God died for them, for everybody, and loves them as he loves us. So the miracle of the message is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. You see, I said in the beginning of the message, some of the things that are saying, saying in the message here this morning is that are things that you've heard and you understand and that aren't new to you, but yet if you take the time to take them in a little bit and not, not scale over them, right? The miracle of the message is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. When you think of the magnitude of what God has done and his love and his humility to reveal himself to all mankind and to hope that people would come to him. And you and I have, because of the work of God in our life, but also because God has given us the free will to make the decision to receive him or not. Jesus came so that God could reveal himself and his plan to us in a way that we could understand. Jesus came to proclaim God's message that we can be set free from sin's hold on our lives. That's, the, that's that personal, intimate time, right? Why would, we, why would he do that? Because he wants us to know how very much he loves us. He wants us to know that he created us for a reason, that we might know and love him. Isn't that the epitome of our Christian walk? To know him, to love him. Jesus said, if you love me, you keep my commandments. It's not just a legal thing. It's saying, because of you and knowing you, I've grown in love with you. And I want to love you more and follow you more and discover you. I want that closeness that you, that you um, went through so much to provide for me to be able to have with you, God, right there in front of me. So praise God for that. Praise God for that. He, he came to proclaim the message that we have been set free. We don't have to live as prisoners of guilt and regret. There are a lot of people out there, like last night, people in, in, in there, I know a few, but also in our community and the world that we live in that um, are prisoners to guilt prisoners of regret, um, living in the depths of the ugliness of the past and not in the freedom and the joy of new life that God has for us to embrace. And so we want to be able to help people come to have that right relationship with God. Some of you, some of you this past year received messages that have certainly changed your life. You heard the message from the doctor when he said, it's cancer. 
That's changed people's lives. You heard the message from your teenager, I'm pregnant. You heard the message from your spouse, I don't love you anymore, I want a divorce. I've heard that twice this last month from couples, different people. I've heard other things this month that's, that's devastating like that. As a result of the message of your, as a result of the message, your life has changed. These things impact people's lives and it changes them. But in the midst of all of it, there's another message. You see, God tries to reach people his way uniquely as he knows each one of you, each one of you, each one of us, right? So in the midst of all of the challenges and the life-changing circumstances, nothing whatsoever can ever separate you from my love. And people that don't know Jesus don't have that. I want to read that real quick in Romans 8, 38 and 39. Romans 8, 38 and 39. It says, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. We have that promise. We want to share that promise. We want to share that love relationship with others. And he speaks, and, and he speaks, trust in me with all your heart. Proverbs 3, 5 says that, right? Trust in me, right? With all your heart. And lean not on your own understanding. The miracle of Christmas is the miracle of the message. The miracle of Christmas is the miracle of the message. God loves you and me. We know that but wrap your mind around it, right? Don't forget it. Well, we won't. Do you understand the difference of what I'm saying? Remind yourself and keep it in focus. God loves you. No matter where you're at, what's, what's going on, no matter what challenges, no matter what's happening in your life, God loves you and is right there in the mix of your life. The miracle of Christmas is the miracle of the message. God loves you and me. Put up there, are you listening? Let it resonate. I love you. I'm right here. I'm here for you. Believe the message God is speaking to you in your life, and your life will never be the same. We can have head knowledge. We can know that he loves us, but to experience his love... As he, on a regular basis, is the life of love that he wants us to experience in him. Amen? Amen. Amen. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I want to thank you for each person here. Thank you for today. Um, thank you, Father, for the worship in your house today. Thank you, Father, for the study in your word today. Um, thank you that, that you, as God Almighty, in all of your greatness, and all of your majesty, and all of your love, and all of your um, just, I can't describe you enough, how sovereign and how great and merciful and kind you are, that you 
look at each one of us and you say, I want to be closer to you. And all we have to say is yes. And allow our hearts to be that much more open with God. To cling to him, to listen to him, to know him, to walk with him, to rejoice in him. These are the things you want us to have, Father. And I pray that you help us to experience that more and more in our, our walk. That in the world that we live in, our own world that's around us, our own environments that are around us, that people will not only know that we're Christians, but I pray, Father, that the expression of worship and the expression of, of um, uh, just the wonder and the awe and the glory of God would be um, uh, evident on our heart and in our speech and that you would be glorified by it. I just pray and ask this in Jesus' name, Father. Amen.